the Fire Within podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within Nation. This is the Fire Within podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. Uh, today, we have a really cool guest. We have Mike Gaglione, who owns uh, the new Redline Athletics facility that's in North Raleigh. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What got you motivated to do this? And even starting with your own personal story, where did you get involved with health, nutrition, fitness enough to go into this venture? Ever since high school, I I was a baseball player through high school. I graduated high school and I'm 5'10 now. I was 5'10 there, but I was 125 pounds dripping wet. So I knew nothing coming out of high school really about nutrition, about lifting weights. Overall, it was just, hey, pick up a baseball throw. The training was basically, hey, run a mile, do some push-up <laughs> stuff like that. Coming in and then once I went to college and I started working out, I went to University of Delaware. A lot of football players in the weight room, a lot of baseball players, and just learning from them. I'm sitting there, I was like, if I knew this four years sooner, maybe I would have had a chance to play D1, D2 baseball. No one would look at me at 125 pounds. <laughs> After college, I learned about it, went on to work corporate America, which I'm still in now in finance, but it's always been a passion to me working out. And even with kids now, it's I, I put on the dad bod and it's, all right, need to start getting my nutrition in and getting the exercise back in and then just teaching. That was a big thing to me is teaching my kids how to take care of your body, start them young. It's awesome now with Redline is, you know, we're closed on Sundays. My wife and I will go in there and do admin work and the kids will play around. But my five-year-old will come out and say, daddy, come on, let's go lift weights. And I don't let them lift anything heavy, but he'll take bands, do curls with bands and stuff like that. So I like that. I just started that habit that he knows exercise is needed and it's, it should be fun. So it's, it's kind of teaching them like, hey, pick something and if you're moving your body, it's better than nothing than just sitting in front of YouTube, especially these days with YouTube and the video games and, and things like that. I've always had that passion. I never wanted to do training. I like training myself, not other people at the time. But then we came across Redline and we walked in. There's actually a carry area location too, a uh, different owner. But I walked in, I was like, this is a great idea. And like I said, having four kids... I see the overuse injuries. I coach my son's travel baseball team and just the little league elbow. My daughter, youngest daughter, played soccer year round with a two week off season. She now has chronic ankle problems. We have to get, take her to PT. My oldest daughter did competitive cheer. That was a whopping four day off season. She has shoulder issues from yeah. the, the continuous moving. So when I walked into Redline, it's we train the athlete. We don't, yes, you may have a baseball player. Yes, you may have a soccer player, but we're going to train you as an athlete first and foremost. So there's no overuse injuries. We're looking at your whole body. And, and that really resonated with me, especially, like I said, being a baseball player, I have shoulder problems from throwing in February in New Jersey, getting ready for the season. So just be able to teach the kids is, is awesome. And obviously there's nothing like it in the area. Yeah, that's music to my ears as a trainer because no sports team are teaching corrective exercises, at least for, at the kid level. Um, they're not talking about rotator cuff. They're not talking about proper movement patterns, glenohumeral rhythm of the scapula and these things, which, which I'm sure is hot in different language to them. But I wish I had that. Growing up. I didn't learn any of this until I was in my 20s. I mean, and I'd already had several injuries. I have chronic issues with my left shoulder now. And if I don't keep up with correctives, I have frozen shoulder. I have to go into the orthopedic. 
But the, I think it's so valuable and starting them with that knowledge now, it can help them with tech's neck, which eventually could eat into their, their spinal cord yep. from, from degeneration of the cervical spine, uh, especially all the time on the computer and things like that, these forward rounded shoulders. You guys are helping with all that, which is going to save them heaps of orthopedic and medical bills in the future. And that's what we're hoping. And that's what we concentrate on in our, you know, hourly session. The first 20 minutes is mobility, stretching, and then speed and agility, getting the body moving yeah. in those different ways. It's, you know, you're not sitting there with that texting neck. You're going to be on a foam roller, maybe. you can be jumping back and forth, trying to move the body, which is what we see. And my trainers are great. I got to give them kudos. The kids have fun while they're doing it. Right. So they, they make it fun, which is even more important, especially with eight. we go eight to 18, but from the eight to 12 year olds, you have to make it fun. And especially with coming through the pandemic with even just the social aspect of being able to do this in a group setting with their peers and learn this, this stuff. I mean, that alone is worth it. Oh yeah. I'm off the computer uh, up and moving, but tell us a little bit about the facility itself. If somebody just goes what, for the first time, what would they expect? We're going to give them, you know, a, a free week just because we want to make sure we understand from, a, I understand as a parent of four, it's, we're affordable, but if you have more than one kids, it's an investment. We have different contract lengths, but you're going to come in. I actually have my sister runs the day-to-day -day for me. Her name's Megan. You'd meet with Megan. She'd explain the process to you. And what we do is we actually, she'll take you through a software called Fusionetics. Uh, the NBA uses Fusionetics for injury prevention. So what it is, she takes an you know, iPad out and she has you go through a couple body movements with Fusionetics and their algorithm can look at it. And I think a typical thing is with soccer players seeing the tight ankles. Uh, yeah. The ankles may pop up red. Then she goes to the trainers and says, hey, here's their body map. This is where they really, the trainer looks at and says, okay, we need to concentrate on the ankles and maybe the shoulders during warmups. So he knows what to specialize in that warm-up to prevent, help prevent injuries. They'd come in, do the hour session. And when you come in, it's, we tried to invest as much as we could in this facility. So it's, you come in, it's the lobby, but then we have about 30 yards of turf. With the turf, we have baseball cages we can pull out if baseball teams want to come and work out. Behind the turf, we have a half-court basketball net. And behind that, we, Redline likes to invest. We bought all rogue equipment, which thankfully came in on time before all this supply chain issues. But, you know, six squat racks some dumbbells, kettlebells, everything the trainers need. And we're, as we continue to grow, we're going to grow our equipment list. It's the first 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes are, like I said, the mobility and the speed and agility. And then the last half hour, the trainers will bring you back. And depending on your skill level, and that's a question we get a lot, especially with the younger kids is, are they going to be squatting with the bar? And it's, no, we put them in progressions. We call it the ABC boxes where A is you got to show the trainers you can do a body weight squat, you can do a push-up. The B level may be, okay, you've mastered those. We're going to give you a kettlebell, do a, a squat with the kettlebell. Now show us you can use some weight and we'll give you some light dumbbells. And then when you get to the C, then you can get up to the more barbell squats, things like that. But even then it's most of these kids are athletes. We want them moving. So it may just be, hey, dumbbell, dumbbell clean, something like that, or they're moving their body fast with a little bit of weight. But most of these kids just moving at that age, they're going to see progress. Yeah. And this is a lot different than when you do like middle school football and go to the gym because they're not typically focused on all bio, the biomechanics and correctional stuff and, and what's happening. So you mentioned that assessment where it'll highlight, hey, these ankles are stiff. For people that don't understand biomechanics, if the ankles are stiff, well, that's connected to the tibia. 
And if the tibia can't rotate properly, the body has to compensate. So that's going to cause femur and hip problems. And then you've got torn ACLs, MCLs, knee issues, surgeries, which are very common in soccer. Mm -hmm. So this is the most comprehensive, proactive approach I've ever heard for this age group. I didn't even know something like this existed. And yeah, it's it's funny. I Within the first week, I had my sister scan me, and I've been sitting behind a desk for 20 plus years now. So. Totally red lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, I believe my head was green. About That's about it. But it's just in that, and our trainers have, have the certified strength and conditioning specialist certification. And even just working with them and me asking them questions, I've been running wrong for the 41 years of my life. I was like, what do you mean I'm running wrong? But they know they can teach you. They're like, part of it has to do with your stiffness and your mobility, but this is the correct way you should be running where I'm thinking I need to reach my foot out as far as possible. And they're like, no, you get the power by pounding it into the ground. You don't need to be reaching with your foot. So it's, I'm 41 years old. I was like, I wish I knew this 25 years ago. Yeah. I get I got into marathons for a bit and my left piriformis was compensating for my glute. And you can see in every one of my marathon pictures, I had no awareness of this, but I am completely leaned over to the side. It crept up into my upper body. And three years of running that way, unbeknownst to me, I, had, I have degeneration in my low discs now. Really? Yeah. And I have one hip that's too high and the other that's too low. And there's very, it's pretty tough to get that straight again. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't keep up with corrective exercises, I can end up with some pretty serious low back pain. And I wish I had that technology and somebody to say, hey, dude, doofus, <laughs> look at the way you're... So you guys have that capability to do it, target, you know, where the problem areas are and then do something about it. And one-on-one trainers can do that, but you don't get that group setting. You don't get that facility, that community, and that, I guess that, that kid's sport focus and then death that's i think that's especially with the younger kids we have our high school kids they enjoy the group but i think the younger kids feed off of each other especially like the eight to 12 year olds it's they they're competing with themselves but they're also keep competing against each other rooting each other on it's actually we'll have a, a class of eight kids and six of them don't even know each other but they're still rooting each other on patting each other on the back for setting PRs, things like that. It's it's a pretty awesome environment just to watch them and say, this is pretty cool. And I I think the biggest thing I've gotten out of it is the confidence a lot of these kids come away with, never mind the athletic skills. You know, I had one father approach me, jokingly said, I have a complaint. And I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And his complaint was, my son refuses to wear a shirt at home. His confidence (laughs) level is that high now. So so I was like, okay, that kind of complaint I will take all day. But it's the kids smiling. Even now you see some kids who barely said two words. I have a regular kid now who, if I'm in my office, he sticks my head in his his head and says, hey, coach, Mike, how's it going? And he talks to me where this kid did not say two words to me when he first started. So it's the confidence thing that I love the most. I see it in my kids too, just from them working with the trainers and getting the confidence saying, hey, we can do this. Yeah. I definitely struggled quite a bit at that age group. I was picked on frequently. I didn't have any exercise background. I was very overweight. And it wasn't until I got into cross country, which I literally did to lose weight. So I'd stop getting picked on. (laughs) That was the only reason, but it did make quite a difference. But on top of that, they're getting proper biomechanics and strength training and things they'll use the rest of their lives. Uh, so, So I think it's an awesome thing. So your kids are pretty young. The oldest is five. Is that right? No. So my oldest is 14. So I, I have 14, 12, 11, and five. So have you noticed what are some of the changes that you've seen? Maybe where an area started as a challenge, but where you've seen exercise, fitness, and those types of things impact them in a positive way in other areas? I think 
almost taking initiative, especially uh, my 12 year old son. So he's the baseball player I coach, just taking initiative and actually even just stuff around the house where we'd constantly have to nag them, do the chores. They're doing it now. And, and, and I don't know, it's, it's since we started Redline, I can't put any two and two together as to why, but it's, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or just a, Hey, mom and dad are doing this for me, respect type of thing, but they're, they're now taking more initiative and granted, yes, they're getting older, but, and it's the big thing I see is you used to have to force them to go to Redline. I'm sitting there, I was like, <laughs> I opened this business, you're going to use it. And now it's, Hey, when's my next workout? Yeah, yeah. When are you taking me again? When can I go see coach Nick, coach Devin, coach Abby? Yeah. And I think some of it is the transfer of the discipline from the exercise standpoint into other areas. So I have a couple of kids I've worked with 15, 16, especially during the pandemic where like they're flunking their classes, they're skipping class, like ready to drop out of school. And once we got them into a, a good exercise regiment and the training, the better they did there, the higher their compliance rate with homework and going to school and those types of things. And I think it's two things. I think, like you said, confidence, but even just that discipline transfer. So if you can find discipline in a, in a skill set that you enjoy, it's easier to apply that Agre in other areas. Agree completely. Yeah. And I think it's the little things that the kids don't even notice. Like my, my trainers are very obviously to prevent injury in the form and things like that is they don't even notice that their attention to detail is now growing with that because outside of the weight room, just because it's, hey, your knee may be facing out at a couple degrees where it shouldn't be, where you can hurt yourself, where the trainers are correcting them. So now they're looking at these small little details within their body. And I think it just carries over into their everyday life. Even with my kids with homework, now it's the stupid errors where if I would take a look at it and be like, did you read this after you wrote it? <laughs> it's getting better. It's the detail, it's the small. So it's funny how the sports and athletics carry over into the, oops, sorry, into the, the regular world. And I coach baseball because of that, because I, I tell my kids, 7% of you, if that, are on play college ball. But I was like, I can promise you, you're going you're gonna to learn life lessons. And I, I'm finding that at Redline too. It's They're learning life lessons and how to act in, at Redline. And my trainers are responsible for that. They've, they've exceeded my wife and I's expectations with what they've accomplished with these kids thus far. Yeah. And the younger they learn this stuff, the more second nature it becomes. So it's like trying to teach uh, a 40-year-old to play piano. He's not going to take it up like a, a eight year Yep. So that'll be ingrained in something that they'll have forever. Yep. And that, that I think it's, yeah, it's becoming a habit now. It's making the, it's one, the habit, but two, they're having fun doing it. So it's a fun habit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, habits is, that's one of the main things we talk about on this show with the exercise regiment. So they're making movement a habit and then you're starting to incorporate nutrition and things like that into that too. What have you seen just for our listeners? What are the biggest gaps in nutrition information? that kids should focus on as they play these sports and things like that? For 90% of the kids we have in there, it's actually gaining lead mass. Yeah. Most of them are in there. It's these kids that, hey, I want to play college ball or even some of them just high school. It's okay. You're here. That's step one. That's great. Yeah. But you need to go home and you need to eat. Yeah. Like using yeah. my kids as an example, my 12-year-old, he wants to go, he's, I want to go play for NC State. I was yeah. like, that's a great Goal to have. I was like, and I told him my story. I graduated high school at 125. A college coach would not even look at me. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, you need to start eating and eating right now. I was yeah. like, protein, healthy fats. Healthy yeah. yeah. I remember my older brother was a beanpole. Like he was like, he looked skeletal, but he's a fantastic baseball player. And I remember him sucking down like these myoplex shakes mm -hmm. and they stick to your throat. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. 
but I, but now there's a, a lot better things out there. Now, one thing we didn't know then that I think is getting more looked at now is gut health and your ability to absorb and assimilate the nutrients you're putting into your body. So instead of just looking at raw protein in the shake, let's look at what else is in it. Exactly. So if it's a bunch of garbage that's going to inflame your system, some of that weight gain may just be inflammation and adding fat and all kinds of stuff. So I think gut health uh, would be something to look at and looking at common inflammatory foods, especially especially if they have medical histories of ear infections and things like There's clues that we can get uh, to figure out for each individual kid, what are they going to perform best on? So that'd be a cool avenue to look at. And, and, and I think with your expertise, that, that it's not even teaching the kids, it's teaching the, the parents. Because the parents say, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, Costco and buy, I'm not going to mention any brands. Oh, this says, hey, it's protein and it's a weight gainer when... Like yeah. you said, how many inflammatories are in that drink though? Yeah. Are you doing, maybe you're not doing worse, but you're not doing as good as you think you are when you're better off saying, hey, have some chicken and some whole milk instead. And nobody would intentionally do that to somebody. It's just, it, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I had to dedicate 10 years of my life to figure this stuff out, but I try and break it down and make it easier for people. Now, one really key point, going back to the injury prevention, I've worked with over 3,000 people and several hundred of those were soccer players and every single one of them had either an ACL or an MCL tear. I've never in my entire 10-year career of training met a former soccer player without one of those tears. Do, can you talk a little bit about what the surgery recovery rate is like, how that affects a kid if they go through one of those injuries? It, the, the sad part is the more and more I read about it is the age of the, the occurrence now is happening at a younger and younger age just because you have everything is almost year round now. I was almost shocked where it's like, hey, the average is now like a middle school student or something like that who plays club ball at least eight months of the year. The recovery is okay. It's depending on how, how smart are the parents afterwards. Yeah to allow that recovery and not rushing the kid back. That's what I think the biggest thing is. Yeah. Whether it be soccer players with ACLs or even baseball players with rotator cuff, labrum. <laughs> actually, it's the Tommy John surgery. It's that average age is just coming down where it's because when you come back from the Tommy John surgery, they say you can throw harder where there's parents rooting for it. I'm sitting there. Like, You're really <laughs> rooting for your kid to have surgery. I was like, we need to have a mental checkup. Yeah. Because... When I grew up, I played baseball. I did something in the fall and something in the winter as well as baseball, but I, my parents would like, go do something. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, it's, I coach a travel team. It's baseball in the spring, baseball in the fall. And I tell them, you're not touching a ball November, December, January. Yeah. I was like, yeah. your arms want to fall off. Yeah. And the same thing with soccer is it's, that's what I think is causing those multiple yeah. those ACLs and MCL tears. It's just the overuse function and you can come into Redline and we're going to help you, but it's, yeah, it, it's what you do outside of the training team yeah. that, that directly affects it and how you come back from that. If you're, if you come back too soon, it's, yeah. you're asking to have it multiple times or overcompensate on the other knee. Now yeah. you're going to have it on the other knee. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. Have you ever felt like you were just throwing weights around like an idiot at the gym, hoping to see some results? Or after weeks or months of working out, notice that the scale just isn't moving? 
you wouldn't cook without a recipe. So why would you train or start a weight loss program like the Swedish chef randomly throwing ingredients into a pot? You need a sustainable plan that's science-based and attainable. Fire Within has worked with thousands of clients and helped them reach their goals. So visit firewithinnf.com today. Get yourself the free ebook, read the testimonials, and choose a service that works for you. Choose from services like one-on-one nutrition coaching, one-on-one personal training, and more. Again, that's firewithinnf.com. Recovery has to be proactive, too. Before there's an injury, you have to build in recovery. Yep. And smart uh, plans will have periodization built in, and your trainers are trained in that. So they'll have times where they're focused on power, but not always power. And then they're going to take them through times where we're, right, let's focus on strength and then endurance, but not all of that all the time. Nah. And, and it's the same even with taking time off and pulling back. I know with my clients, every time we finish an intense training phase, we're going to have a week where we back way off. Mm-hmm. We're going to do more body weight stuff, mobility, and a lot more on the corrective end. And if we're just pushing the kids to go, always perform, without that break, I think it can uh, result in a higher use injury. And one of the down-the-road effect of these early-age injuries, uh, a lot of the people I work with that struggle with weight, Many of them have backstories. Yeah, I used to be a soccer player. I used to be a baseball player. I had this injury. I had to have surgery. And ever since, I gained a bunch of weight, and I was never to get back up. So it's just another um, thing to point to. We, you got to do this smart. You have to be proactive. You have to have that corrective component built in that you guys do at Redline. Oh, exactly. And then we're actually going through our deload week this, you know, this week. So every kid, we have a general program that the trainers then specialize depending on the kids. If you're coming in and you're in the middle of the soccer season, we're going to train you obviously different than someone who's in off season, but we still have what I call the 10,000 foot program. The trainers follow and they all agree on, and then they bring it down and specialize it for each individual athlete. But it's this week's deload week. And what I love my trainers are doing is they're actually introducing new exercises during deload week. So this way you take the injury risk while you're out of the way, while you're teaching form on things like, you know, RDLs, things like that. So it's a lightweight, should be able to handle it, but we're also achieving, Hey, we're giving your central nervous system kind of a little bit of a break for a week before we go back into it. Now, Now that's key too. So you just mentioned central nervous system. Nobody's talking about that unless they're professional athletes and things like that. And that's a mistake. That has to do with uh, your ability to recover. There's companies out there like HRV Mm -hmm. uh, where you can measure the recovery rate. Just for our listeners, a quick test, if you get a mechanical scale and squeeze it, and you can see how high that needle goes, maybe it gets to 40 pounds or whatever, get a baseline after days and days. If you ever do that and it's weaker than typical, that is a great sign that your central nervous system is not recovered. And you need to back off. Physical therapists have a more expensive tool for that. But you can, But if you notice your grip strength is off, um, that's a good sign that your central nervous system is not ready to go into a tense exercise. I just think it's really cool that you guys are even considering that. Yeah, because it's, especially as the kids get older, we have a lot of, you know, athletes that are going into high school or, or in high school and that they're like, this is my goal, this is my goal. And that's great. I think it's great. They have goals. We have one kid in there who's in there was in here training one-on-one. He pays a little extra with my head trainer an hour and a half a day. His, he started to complain on his lighter days. And we're like, hey, need time to recover your central nerve. If you burn out, you're not going to do your football career any good. Yeah. And when that wears out, your immune system's next. Yep. Injuries go way up because 
if you're exercising, you're in a catabolic state, you're breaking down, you're tearing muscle fiber. And the right amount of that stimulus is great if you eat the right things and take the time off so it can recover and rebuild. But if you're constantly in a catabolic state, always breaking down without the recovery aspect, injury is imminent. And something that shocks a lot of my clients when we take that recovery week or two after a long phase, they go, oh my gosh, I can lift so much more, yep. even though I took time off. And they may still even lose even more weight during that time when yes. they're like, hey, I'm not pushing myself as hard, but I'm still losing body fat. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're like, I went on vacation and I ate like crap, but I can't, you know, I still lost weight. You know, the, and the other thing you mentioned that with the recovery that we're trying to preach, especially with older kids and with electronics is sleep. Yeah. Yep, that's where it's, we rebuild. It's, yeah, it's if you are if you're staying up until two in the morning on TikTok and waking up at six to go to school, you're not doing yourself any any good. I'd rather have you skip a workout and get eight to eight, ten hours a week and or a week eight to ten hours of sleep a night and yeah. come in every other day than come in there every day and burn yourself out on four hours of sleep. Yeah, exactly. We did a stress and sleep podcast and in, in our nutrition course as well. There's a whole section on this and money time sleep hormonally for the most growth hormone to affect you tends to be between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. based on circadian rhythm of the sun. So I've had, I'm working, I just picked up a new client today that's 17 and he's usually going to bed at two in the morning and he's struggling with weight and can't put on muscle. And that's because he's missing that growth hormone state mm -hmm. where repair and recovery is happening. And the other thing that happens is with poor sleep, you lose glucose from the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that makes humans unique from our caveman bring the amygdala. And now you have no impulse control. And that just doesn't mean you're going to eat poorly. It means your behavior's going to change. You're going to be grumpier. You're going to have more outbursts. You're going to get in more trouble at school, more fights with your siblings, butt heads with your parents more. So I do think that sleep component is extremely important for all of those reasons. No, it's my, my wife will agree with you on that too, because she can tell you when I'm not sleeping well. <laughs> well, just be, by working full time job and then having redline, it's those nights where I'm up late and she's like, all right, stay away. Go yeah. until you get eight hours of sleep, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and I know personally, I can't not eat crap because my body is struggling so hard to stay awake and stay productive because I'm forcing it to. Mm -hmm but it's not recovered well enough. So it knows it gets quick energy from carbs. So guess what you're going to crave? And I think that can be a struggle. It, it is. I mean, that that's my number one kind of bad habit is, if you will, is stress, not sleeping. And then I find myself in my kid's Halloween bag at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night saying, okay, I need some energy. Daddy text. Yeah. My mom used to eat all the Snickers. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I'd be left with Smarties. My, my kids don't have any Snickers, Kit Kats or... I think that was, that was, those are my two favorites, Kit Kats and Snickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got anything to add, Joe? So what is, what does it look like? We talked a lot about the benefits of Redline, but so I'm a parent, I've got two kids. I like, I was looking at the website. Your guys' focus seems to be building an athlete and building a, a better athlete will build a better softball player, lacrosse player, yeah. et cetera. And so what does it look like when you drop your kid off a of Redline? What are the options there? Just drop them off and what happened? If you wanted to, yeah, we actually we have parents who are now comfortable enough that they just do that. So what we do is we offer different memberships, different contract links, but the, our two main memberships are what we call the limited, which is four times a month if you want to do once a week, or the unlimited. You can drop your kid off six days a week and we run the, the classes at the, at the top of every hour on the hour. So usually it's an hour session. What we actually just started doing about two weeks ago is 
we saw demand for sports specific kind of training. So what we do is every night of the week, we take a different sport and I have, if it's not one of my trainers, I bring in a specialty trainer. So I believe Monday night, my head DSP, Nick played quarterback at UNC Charlotte. He does a football night. So it just goes over various football skills and it's great for the younger kids because then they can come in and see if they like the sport. Tuesday night, we do soccer. I bring in, I still coach Megan from the Cary location. She comes in. She was a former collegiate soccer player. She helps the kids with soccer. Wednesday, we do basketball. So Coach Abby and Coach Nick do the basketball. And then Thursday, excuse me, we do speed and agility. The trainers usually, they all fight over that because they like to do it. Friday is baseball night. I do that for the time being until I can get it. Someone on staff that knows that's played college and baseball. And Saturday we do speed and agility again. So speed and agility is agility is although not a sport, it's one of the most requested items when we have parents coming in. So I need to get my kids faster. We offer it, although we say, Hey, it's like an equation where, you know, the way we run our semi group semi-private classes is there's a reason we do the mobility and the injury prevention, the speed and agility, and then the strength. It's because it's B plus C equals the complete athlete. So yes, you can do speed and agility, but if you're not getting stronger, you're not going to get as fast or as agile as, as you would if you were doing the whole hour class. And if that's all you worked on and you're asking for faster and faster responses without reinforcing the joints, the cartilage, and the muscle, um, just working on speed and agility and nothing else could lead to injury in itself. Exactly. Which is what happened to me with running. <laughs> I just want to get faster, faster. And I did, but because your brain can tell your body to go past what it should. And I uh, ended up in knee surgery. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we offer it, but that's what we always just make that stipulation. Like, hey, yeah. short term, you'll probably get faster and more agile. But if you really want to see the difference, then we suggest coming in, doing our semi-private classes with the strength, with the mobility. Because again, it's the overuse. It's the, the injury prevention where we can use the fusionetics to make sure, hey, you don't have a stiff ankle or your knees don't flare out when you're squatting, things like that. But that's basically it. If you're a smart parent and you, let's say your kid kid uses, likes to play basketball, you could drop them off at six o'clock, have them do an hour of basketball and then have them do the seven o'clock class. And you can go over next door to Winston's and, and grab a drink or an, and an appetizer for a couple hours <laughs> while they work out. Yeah, my, my friend, when he uh, dropped his daughter off at ballet, all the dads that got stuck on that duty would grab a beer next door. Exactly. <laughs> it was awesome. And I keep on going over to, I want to go over to Winston's and be like, hey, can I get like half price drink tickets for my parents or so? That's it. I bet they do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they'd have consistent business. Exactly. Yeah. Because if I was like, I'd, I'd go over and have a drink, especially if it was <laughs> two hours and I had nothing better to do. Yeah. That's awesome. But now, that's the basic experience. And then as we're growing, you know, we're to look at track out schedules and offer different kinds of camps. We'll offer, I think we just finished up a Saturday basketball camp that we ran for five or six weeks where Coach Abby and Coach Devin did two hours on Saturday on specific basketball skills. So we do, although we train the athlete, we do try and get the specific skills in there. But our main, I I, I call it the bread and butter, is we want to develop the athlete first because that's what we're seeing works the best, keeps the injuries lower, and just helps the kids all around. Yeah. Yeah, we had the absolute pleasure of having Abby on the show. So one of the influences on their kids is going to be a gold medalist athlete that overcame paralysis. Yes. Her story is remarkable. (laughs) Please go listen to that podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So that's just amazing. I would feel comfortable sending a kid there. I checked out the facility. I thought it was awesome. And I saw the, the work they were doing with the bands, which was neat. And you got tons of space there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nine, a little over 9,000 square feet. So it's, 
we can easily, I asked the trainers cause I thought we were limited. I was like, how much do you think we could do in a class? They're like, when we got to 40 kids, we'd probably have to split it between the speed and agility and strength and kind of switch them between the two. And I was like 40. So you're saying we can do 80 kids. So, yeah, no problem. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and you could you see the size of this place. You absolutely could. Do you offer anything for adults? We are going to start looking in that. So that's what, um, when I hired my trainers, I told them, I was like, for, from a business owner perspective, I was like, we don't open until three on most days. And said we're open three to eight, Monday through Friday and nine to one on, on Saturdays. I was like, I, if you look at it as a manufacturing plan, I was like, I got 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. of no one not being used. We're trying to put together and, and get interest for either a boot camp or what I'm thinking is maybe even uh, semi-private kind of training where, hey, you have three friends, you're not going to be paying as much as the big box gyms. Yeah. We're trying to work stuff out that way. It's just right now we're concentrating on the kids with our advertising and stuff like that, just going after making sure our main business is good to go before we get into adults. But we are thinking about it and my trainers definitely want to bring in adults during the day. Yeah. What's crazy in the area and they don't have enough courts is pickleball. Oh yeah. There's, a, there's a crazy dedicated group of pickleballers in the triangle. And they're all like, they're not young men and women. So yeah, yeah, early morning would be the, yeah. Yeah, you could probably advertise to that crowd. I actually looking into it and seeing how much would it cost to get my basketball court lined for pickleball now? Because we already have volleyball, like a half court volleyball set up and we have the holes in for the volleyball poles. I was like, if the court dimensions are somewhat similar, I was like, I can just pay someone to come paint my basketball court and set up a pickleball yeah. with it too. Pickleball hour. Yeah. I think uh, Hope Community Church, didn't they do that? The, yeah, they put in some pickleball courts. The Apex one? Yeah, Lifetime has some courts. And then the, a lot of the tennis courts in the area convert to pickleball. Yeah. Yeah, it's in a big uptick recently. Ever since COVID, it's yeah. you're separated, you're six feet away from each other. It's a good time. And it's that's, I think it's I, my seven year old mother does it. And I was like, so it's not too much where yeah. the elders can do it and anyone can do it. Yeah. I just started pick up ultimate Frisbee seven or eight weeks ago. I'm terrible at it, but it's a good time. Uh, but I bet in the winter it'd be fun to do indoors. Oh yeah. Yeah. Frisbee, Frisbee golf is something I wanted to try too. Oh yeah. That's big around here. Yeah. I thought, especially at the parks, you see, see the one around and like, they have the different 12 different Frisbees. I always wanted to just take them aside the and be like, what's this Frisbee for? Is it like a golf club, different distance? I think so. Yeah. Like different weights, yeah. thicknesses. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I'm pretty good at getting hit in the face with one. That's a skill. <laughs> uh, last game I caught two with my face. So my bottom lip is numb. It feels like I've had Novocaine <laughs> and I hope I'm not drooling. <laughs> well, they, they can get those, they can get those things up going pretty fast. Oh yeah. You said you offer like a free week. So what does that look like? If you're a parent, you want to come in with your kids, you just show up with your kids and somebody is there that can give you a tour. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come in or you can go to our website, redlineathletics.com backslash Sutton Square. And if you go there, there's a nice little tab at the top. You put in your name and email and you'll get entered into our system. Like I said, my sister, Megan, runs the day to day. She'll reach out to you, send you a link and it's you know, like a Calendly link where you can come in, pick your free trial, whatever works for you. And she'll have you all set up. Like I said, yeah. arrive 15 minutes early. She'll do the fusionetics for your athlete. And if you want, ask her. She'll be glad to show you what the results are. You may have to get a trainer to talk you through it, talk you through it and give you the layman's turns on what he's saying. But they, they love to share it. And, you know, 
go sit in the lobby or like I said, go to Winston's and have a drink for an hour. <laughs> There's a fresh market next <laughs> yeah. door. Yep. So, you know. It's a delightful music and sniff some coffee. Exactly. But come back. The, what, what we make sure is I like to have the trainer walk the free trial out, talk to the parent, let him know what he sees. Does he see a problem with that ankle or, or what is the goals? Is, yeah. and, and how can our trainers help? your athlete with those goals. Yeah. And that Fusionetics, I, that's the fact that you guys are giving that away in that free week is, I think it's really valuable. Even just five years ago, something had come out for golfers and it was this really expensive technology. And if you wanted evaluation just for a golf swing, mm -hmm. that was it. It was like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I think it's a phenomenal service. And even if you're not sure, just to go through that and talk with them and see what the options are is just there's well, an extreme amount of value to that. Well, I mean, even with the free trial, you're going to get, Megan will work with you. She'll put your email into the Fusionetic system. Even if you decide not to join with us, you're going to get an email from Fusionetics and saying, hey, here's your body map. Here's what we suggest are the corrective exercises, whether that be your knee, your ankle, yeah. things like that. So you can work on the mobility and strengthening on your own if you decide not to join us. But I would highly recommend the, the professional trainers to yeah. walk you through that. But. Yeah, and the fact that you guys are willing to do that should tell the public that you're people who actually care about making a difference. Yeah, and it's the seven-day free trial. And what I tell Megan all the time is, is, hey, if they get their kid in here eight times during the first month and they're unhappy, I'll give them, I'll break the contract. I'll refund their money. No questions asked. I'm that confident in my trainers and, and the, the product that, that we're offering. As a parent, how do you encourage parents to talk about this to their kids? I'm trying to think like, there's probably like, parents want their kids to go. You don't want to be the parent and be like, it's kind of like gym class, but cool. Like, what, <laughs> what do you say as a parent? How do you explain what Redline it, Athletics it, is? It depends on what type of parent you are. Because like I said, I, I coach travel baseball. So I, I, I have had the parents that are like, you're going to be a D1 scholarship college baseball player. You're going to Redline to train. And it's like that. But it's otherwise, it, it's, I would put it as, hey, it's, it's a way to, to become better physically gain more confidence. And with the sports skills we're offering, it's you can go try different sports that you might not have to be, instead of paying for a whole season of soccer or a whole season of basketball, just to say, hey, I hate it. <laughs> Which happens. You, you can go. That weird parrot nexus where you're like, you tell your kid, you got to do a sport and then they try one and then they hate it. And then but you can't quit. Wait, what lesson am I trying to teach you? <laughs> exactly. And then they're committed and the kid's miserable and they finish out the season dragging their feet. I've definitely experienced that. And I mean, after a week or two, it's usually they come in with a smile on their face and I, I keep on hearing about how now my parent, mom, my kids bugging me to get on the, because we offer a phone app where you can schedule. If you sign up, you can schedule what class you want to go to. So they're, I've talked to parents like they steal my phone now and they start scheduling their week out for it, their workouts, yeah. which I think is great. And it's these kids that, that literally got dragged in kicking and screaming, thinking, I'm a middle school athlete. I don't want to do this. And they're like, all right, now it's cool. If I were to summarize uh, my understanding of the greatest benefits, I think the number one is injury prevention for life. Regardless if they're going to play a sport, they're going to understand biomechanics and mm -hmm. understand their body in a way that they're not going to get in health class. And I love health class and I love health teachers, but it's just the curriculum is not that robust. Exactly. Then also they get the community aspect and then they get professional coaches uh, who can watch, make sure they're safe, they can grow, and it's going to increase their discipline, which is going to transfer into all other areas of life. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go get a beer at Winslow's. Like, where's the lose here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like I said, if, if you don't like it, then I'll be more than, than happy to give you your money back. And, or uh, obviously, I'd want to fix any problems. But thus far, we haven't 
knock on wood, had many problems. But yeah, I would say the injury prevention, but number one for me, obviously, is is the confidence. So I grew up, I was not that confident as a kid. And just seeing the confidence that come out of these kids, yeah. you know, and their athletic skills are still increasing, but just the smiles and the confidence that they come away with, I think is my number one as the owner right now. Yeah. And that's huge for a kid, especially at that age group, the psychology class they teach you at that age, they think everybody's staring at them all the time. Mm-hmm. They're the center of, of attention, not in a greedy way, but they don't want to be, but they are. And so that confidence could change the trajectory of their whole life. It exactly. really can. So I think that's incredibly valuable. But we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank and, you for having me. And for taking the initiative to, to offer this service to the community. And if somebody wanted to reach you and learn more, just one more time, tell them where they can contact you guys. Sure. So our website is redlineathletics.com backslash Sutton Square, or you can reach out directly to me at G-A-G-L-I-O-N-E at redlineathletics.com. And I will be glad to answer any questions you have. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, uh, go check us out at firewithinnf.com. You can subscribe to our newsletters and make sure you never miss an episode or any other content. Also, be sure to follow us on social media.